2: just after four o'clock a uh, great hour with Barry Stafford man that flew by we could uh, would have kept uh, him for a long time it was uh, it was awesome so um you know what uh, lots of stories when you spend 28 years it doesn't matter if you worked at your where you work now and you were able to sit down and, uh, and hear stories from somebody who worked in in your building for 28 years you' probably have some pretty good stories it's uh, usually how it goes it's uh, it's lots of fun uh, it's just after uh, four o'clock uh, Jason Greger, Connor Halley. With you on Sports 1440, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. And uh, we are going to go uh, around the NHL as uh, our weekly uh, Wednesday guest, uh, Mike Rupp, joins us now around the NHL. Brought to you by McDonald's. And hey, uh, McDonald's, the uh, peppermint mocha and hot chocolate is back until Christmas, topped with real whipped cream and peppermint candy pieces. Every chocolatey sip is a perfect peppermint delight. Get it right now only at McDonald's, As our good pal, uh, Mike Rupp, uh, former NHL or Stanley Cup winner, ace analyst on the NHL network and color analyst for the Pittsburgh Penguins joins us. Uh, Rupper, how you doing?
3: It's-
2: um, there is, uh, there's lots going on. The, uh, the New York Islanders are on a little bit of a roll here. Uh, they've suddenly, they're scoring lots of goals. Uh, last night, uh, they shut down the orders. Uh, uh, they, up until last night, they'd given up the second most goals, uh, in the, in the past, uh, uh three weeks, obviously missing some key defensemen, uh, three of their top six. But, you know, last night they did a really good job of getting in shooting lanes and just allowing Edmonton to settle for the outside shot. Uh, are you a believer of the Islanders? Do you think they can make the playoffs of this group? Um...
4: I'm not. I'm okay. not a believer. I, I, you know, I don't want to discredit teams that are winning and, uh, you know, what they're doing. I just think that this is a, a team that they get outplayed a lot in a lot of different areas. Um, they're defending. I think that a lot of times we always talk about whether when it was Barry Trots was there or. Lou Lamarillo, we talk about defensive structured teams that lock it down. They're not really, they're not that team. Like, they're not good defensively in a lot of different categories. They've got great goaltending. They've got a power play that surprisingly has gotten alive a little bit this year as opposed to years past. Um, you know, their, their penalty kill's been not great. And uh, they're just winning right now. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. So I hate to harp on teams because at the end of the day, it's about the results. But the ways they're getting to those results, I, I, I don't believe is sustainable. But they're banking some points right now. And, you know, when you start looking at that Eastern Conference, you know, some of the teams that are having trouble banking points consistently, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the New Jersey Devils, I mean, here they are. They find themselves in a nice spot. So uh, I'm not a firm believer of, of the New York Islanders, but um, they're finding ways right now, and their goaltending is a, a huge attribute to, the, to them winning games.
2: What about the Devils? Uh, We're hearing uh, Dougie Hamilton could be done for the year. Uh, That's a huge blow for them. Uh, They do have Jack Hughes back now. Uh, What do you make of the Devils and where they're at?
4: So uh, we never want to see players get hurt, right? And uh, I don't like players being out long-term. Dougie Hamilton was such a big factor for this team last year. He is this year. Um, This could be... I hate to say blessing in disguise because the guy's hurt. But I'm just saying he's, that's $9 million off the books. And there's been a lot of question marks of what can we put our thumb on as being the problem this year. Uh, you know that Damon Severson left in the off offseason. Uh, Ryan Graves left in the off season. That's a lot of minutes for the decor. We talked about the young players, whether it's Nemich and, and Hughes that are filling in and uh, the goaltending hasn't been great. Well, now you've got – Uh, a player that's going to be out till at least the playoffs. And what that does is that allows you to maybe, maybe you pick up the phone, you call the Calgary flames, you know, maybe you're you're asking about Noah Hannafin, Chris Tanev, maybe you're, maybe it's somewhere else in the league, but they, even before Hamilton went down, this team needed help defensively. They probably needed help in net. Well, now they got the financial ability to go do that. And then that's the whole caveat of, the CBA right now is Dougie, if he comes back, playoff time, no salary cap. So if this Devils team can make it in and they can find what their problems are right now, uh, next thing you know, this team could be a $9 million uh, plus over the salary cap and uh, playoff time. And, and you're allowed that, right? We saw that with Tampa a few years back. Um, so, you know, I think this allows them to really figure out what their issues are and now all of a sudden they've got some money in their pocket to go out and make some changes.
2: Mike Rupp uh, joins us. The uh, The Edmonton Oilers, Rupper I looked last night and I found last night was one where... You know, you take what the team gives you, and they just settled for a lot of outside shots. And, uh, you know, they allowed the Islanders were in shooting lanes, and they're like, okay, we're going to keep hitting them. Uh, There was a lot of block shots uh, in that game. I I, They had a lot of shots. I don't think Sorokin really ever had to make any five-star saves. He was good and tight, as he always is. You know, his pads are on the ice. They smacked him a few onto his pads. But, like, I look at the orders, and I saw Devon Taves' reaction, very calm after the game in Chicago. We got some guys near who think they're playing very well. They're fooling themselves. They're not playing very well. Not yelling, not screaming, just very calm. And that's a team that's won a championship. You were on championship teams. I've always wondered if the Oilers internal level that they hold each other to isn't high enough to be a, a real contender. Can, can you tell that, you know, for a guy who was in a room like that? Like, am I totally off my rocker on that? But I just, I watch sometimes for the orders and I, you know what? the, the Oh, well, I thought we played well tonight. They, there's lots of games where they think they played well tonight because they had 40 shots and most of them were from the outside.
4: Let me ask you this, and, and you're there every uh, every every day in Edmonton and watch this team uh, very closely and, and for the listeners too. Has there been, and I don't know, this isn't a hypothetical. I really don't know the answer to this. Has there been a game that you can point to over the last couple seasons where this team has won, and maybe even won handedly? And has anybody come out and said, you know what, we won that game, but that's not how we have to, we, we can't play that way, right? And and I think we're seeing that a couple times this in this season. Uh, we saw it last week with JT Miller, and I was really shocked by that because i told you on here, I don't. I thought it was a little bit of smoke and mirrors with the Vancouver Canucks, but now all of a sudden JT Miller, they shut out the uh the Florida Panthers, and JT Miller's like, you know what? We won four nothing. Our line stunk. We can't play that way. Our team's gotta play better. Like in in, in Calgary, or sorry, in Colorado here with Devon Taves, this is a team that has had some ups and downs this year. Nathan McKinnon's on an absolute tear. And I mean, they're tied for first in the central division, man. Like they're they're in a good spot. They're fine. And I think it's really important to call call out your your teammates at certain times. You can't overdo this, overplay it. And if you're going to say something, you sure as heck better be a guy that that makes make sure his he's dotting the i's, crossing the t's, right? So um, I, I find that through, and this is something that I think about with Edmonton often, is I go back to even even 2019, Tampa Bay Lightning. This to me is a little bit like Edmonton at times. Where in 2019, that was a record-setting year for that team, that franchise. You remember, they were incredible, right? Uh, They end up getting worked in the first round by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Tampa was down the stretch winning games because they were uber, uber talented. But in the process of winning the games, they did a lot of bad things in the game. The problem is they had goaltender that bailed them out, and they scored six. Okay, so we won six to two. Crank the music. Life's good. Let's go. Bring the playoffs on. You're not, you're not able to nip in, nip the things in the bud like out of the the bad habits you're creating. So Edmonton is one for me that there's nights where you're like, whoa, look at this team right now. They can put the puck in the net. The power play went three for five. I mean, there's these are the nights we live for to watch Oilers hockey. They might not play a good brand of hockey, so it's really important to point those things out, right? And and to make sure, even when you're winning and you get the final result, sometimes someone has to say the tough thing. And uh, you know, I, I think the good teams do that. I don't know; I'm not in the move, uh, not in the room in Edmonton to know if that's being done, but I think it's really important to do that.
2: Yeah, I, no, hundred percent. And I j- I just curious because you're right; I I don't hear that very often. Uh I get that they try to be all positive and everything like that, but at some point, don't. Don't fool yourself and you know, send a message to your fans like hey we know they got to play better. It's
4: easy to it's easy when things are bad, right? Like it's for example like last night Buffalo gets shelled <laughs> by <laughs> Columbus. Yeah. Shelled, Yeah, they were. Brutal. Right? Well, everyone's, it's easy for everybody to say something in a game like that. We just got our lunch, breakfast, lunch and dinner, you know, stolen from us. Lunch money stolen from us like it was a, it was a bad bad game. So, you know, in some of the games, the the good games, quote unquote good games this year, the Buffalo's won, there's a ton of bad habits. Did anybody did anybody step on those? Did anybody bring that up at that point? I mean you could it's when things are bad, it's easy to pile on and it makes it look like, oh, that guy cares. Well, you know what? When when things are good in the win loss column and you're winning games, let's call some things out there because that bad habits can creep in even when you're winning.
2: Mike Grupp joins us at Sports 1440 Orders Nation YouTube. Uh, Rupper, sometimes, like a player never wants to be healthy scratched. And I know the coaches, especially when it's a regular player, they, you know what, there's lots of conversations. They try to do everything before. It's not like the coach just wakes up and, oh, guess what? I'm healthy scratching guy without multiple conversations. It looks like Connor Brown is going to be, a healthy scratch tomorrow night for the Edmonton owners. He has no goals in 23 games. He has one point. He's only been on the ice five on five for a total of three goals for. That's it. Now he's been on the ice for 12 again. So not ideal. I looked up his inner slot shots, Rupper, and that's where the majority of goals come from. He has seven in 23 games. And a lot of those games you played in your top six. So I understand when people get, and I know he's hit goal posts and all those things. But to me, if you want to get out of a slump, a lot of times it's hard work, but you got to go to where the goals are being scored and you got to get some shots from there. And so, you know, maybe like what, I don't know if you were ever healthy scratched, you know, after, you know, a drought or anything like that. What, what does he need to do? What does he need to watch from in that press box that's going to help him when he gets back in the lineup, potentially as early as Friday?
4: So th- that point as you made is you, you need to we've always talked about this when whether you're Alex Ovechkin or if you're Connor Brown, like if you need to score goals, like, are you getting chances? I mean, we've said this since youth hockey, right? Like uh, my dad used to say, it, like, uh, Hey, if you're getting chances, like they'll start coming. Um, there's, that's something important. Those numbers that you write off, that doesn't sound like it's coming, right? Like you, you gotta get, you got to create, you gotta put yourself in situations for offense you can't expect offense to find you, and that's, yeah, certainly around the net. Like, I always find that's why you have certain players in the league, certain goal scorers um, that I just don't think go through long stretches of not scoring goals. The ones that go to the net, man, I mean, I'm not just relying on my one-timer from the the you know the circle. Like, I, I'm going to the net. I'm going to take one off the ankle. And you're going to find some ugly ways, and um, I, I think that's the big thing is locating am I getting chances? Okay, why am I not getting chances? What can I do to start getting those looks more? And the simple thing is going to the net, um, simplifying your game, trying different ways. Um, you know, and then you could also say like, don't overthink. Like, let's start shooting pucks, man. You know, throw them, throw them at net from at the net from everywhere. So um, these are all like pretty basic things, but I think you got to go through and assess. Uh, I think the hard thing is when you say as a player. The puck's not going in for me right now. I'm not getting the bounces, and sure that's part of it too. But if you're getting the looks, if you're getting the looks, don't worry about it. Keep doing what you're doing. If you're not getting the looks, you're gonna have to make some changes to your
2: game. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. There's a, a few teams. You look around the league, and it's funny. The uh, you know the wild card race uh, right now in, in either division isn't uh, isn't you know a, a massive they're going to need 95 or some points And in, in the West eighth place right now is still under 90 points. So, you know, you got Nashville, Arizona had that huge come from behind win last night uh, over Ottawa. Uh, what's your sense of the Ottawa senators like, and you know, you, you bring back like to me, I don't know if you remember when the Edmonton orders brought Ken Hitchcock in, uh, you know, their team was going nowhere. The season was pretty much over. They brought in Hitchcock for a short period of time and it was obviously temporary. And then, and then he left. What do you make of Ottawa bringing in uh, Jacques Martin at this point?
4: Um. Well, I mean, Jacques Martin is—he's uh, got quite the, the the history of coaching, right? Like mm-hmm. we know this. He's a pedigree there of coaching. Um, he's got that history, obviously, with that organization. Daniel Alfredson coming on the bench too. I think. I mean, you, you gotta—that's going to demand some some respect right off right off the hop. But you know, you're you're talking about a franchise that I think it was very obvious that they did everything they could from for they did not want to make a coaching change you yeah. know what i mean like I, I don't think they wanted to do that and i don't think they're have they had an appetite of um you know bringing in another coach and rush in, and pay two coaches the rest of the year which you know they're doing but like they're, they're going to do it internally they're not going to go out and try to grab a big name guy let's just establish and, and try to figure out where things are at and i think that's the biggest thing let's assess this team i mean right now they've got a bunch of games in hand they I don't think they're making the playoffs with those games in hand. No. Okay, So I think this is a pivotal time for them. They've accumulated talent. They've got some grit to their game. They don't know how to defend at all. They haven't gotten any of that into their repertoire um, in the last few years. I think this is where you you have some tough decisions for management. Let's figure out – let's see how guys are reacting right now. It might get ugly the rest of the season. You might I think you, you might get to some spots where you're sitting some really good players. Hmm. Hey, let's start seeing how guys react here. And I, I shared this story earlier today because we were talking about Ottawa, and I guess this is my best analogy for it. I was in New Jersey with the Devils. Okay. I actually wasn't with the Devils. I was in the American Hockey League at the time, but in the Devils organization. Okay. Bobby Holeik signs his deal with the New York Rangers. Lou Lamarillo calls me in the middle of the summer. Actually, his assistant calls me, which makes it even more nerve-wracking. Uh, Mr. Lamarillo would like to see you, uh, whatever, in like two, three days uh, in New Jersey. We're going to set up a flight. Cool. Flew in there, sat down. I was nervous as heck. Lou says, "Well, Bobby signed with the New York Rangers. Um, there's an opportunity. There's a there's a roster spot here that's got your name written all over it. You know, basically, work hard this summer. You know, put in an extra time in the gym, and we need that big centerman." Uh, I'm like, "All right, here we go." I come into training camp. I feel fine. I have good training camp, nothing outrageously good, but nothing bad. I don't even get in a preseason game. First group sent down to Albany, my name's on that list. And I'm like, what the hell just happened here, you know? I remember going down there, and I was, like, down in the dumps, like, what the heck did I I felt like I just got fleeced or whatever, whatever the pity me or woe is me type situations. Um, I remember Red Gendron, uh, great man, God rest his soul. He was uh, the coach down in the American League. He pulls me aside and he goes, I don't know if I should be telling you this, but just know that some things are done for a reason and they want to see how you react. So I'm like, this is all part of the master plan since the summertime. Like, you just want to see what I'm made of as a player. Wow. That's where the Ottawa Senators are right now. Okay. Let's see who's going to be a part of it moving forward. You might have to make a tough decision in one of your you know great top six forwards. You might have to deal, man. Yeah, yeah. That's just the nature of it, and uh, that's where the team's at. They 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 don't have some foundation pieces in place, and I think it's all about their culture.
2: How did you if if Red doesn't tell you that story? How do you think you handled it? How different was that for you? Or you said okay, I'll show him, or, or was it still even though you knew it? Were you just like. What, what the hell is going on here? Because that's obviously, you know, it's a little bit of a mind game in one sense, but they're also, okay, let's see what the guy's made of. But, but if he hadn't told you, how different do you think it might have been?
4: Truth be told, I, I reached out to the uh, PHPA, uh, you know, the Pro Hockey's Players Association, and uh, uh, they I signed up for a firefighting academy. The following summer in Western Canada that I was going to go and I'm, I'm, I promise you this. I was like, I'm not, I, I my dream was to play in the NHL. Yeah. If this isn't going to work, I'm giving myself this year. I'm signing up for a fire, fighter Academy somewhere. I don't remember it was in Western Canada. I'm going to go up there and, and I'm going to do that. That's okay. what I'm going to do. Okay. And, uh, you know, I had a half season. I had read on my, you know what, every day. And I got uh, called up my first game in January. Um, and I played in the NHL ever since. So um yeah i don't know man i, I don't know if i had that I, I definitely did not have the maturity i needed him to tell me that and he did and it was a challenge to me this ottawa centers team needs to get challenged if you don't want him if you're not willing to dig in and be a part of this solution we're gonna have to move you
2: yeah well that makes sense uh Rupert, great stuff as always man uh we appreciate it uh all the best to you and yours have a very merry christmas and uh and a happy new year and uh, we will be talking to you in uh, 2024 my man
4: Yes, Merry Christmas to everybody. You guys enjoy the holidays and look forward to chatting some hockey after it.
2: You betcha. That is uh, Mike Rupp from the NHL Network and uh, Penguins uh, Radio Broadcasting. Uh, 427, quick break. We'll come back. We've got to update you on the month of giving. Had some more bids coming in. I love it. We'll get to that and more on The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. we're coming to you live today from the Ewell studio, ewe ca. Your electrical wholesaler—they got everything—and also even storage space. Because if you have a new project and you're just waiting, you don't know where to store some of your stuff. Well, give them a call; they can help you out. E W E L Welcome back. Getting into the uh, Christmas spirit on the Gregor Show in on Sports fourteen forty. Uh, we're up to uh, eight hundred on our uh, HEPA filtration system. That is way—that's uh, like a steal of a deal. So we got to get that bad boy up uh, a little bit. And uh, cons a uh, pretty good bid. Are we at twenty three hundred? Yeah, sitting at twenty three hundred still. Twenty three hundred for the uh, fishing day. Uh, you and two friends uh, with Louis brusque uh, You'll be getting uh, your tour guide. Will be Mike from uh, Get Hooked Fishing Adventures. Be awesome. Includes a uh, catered lunch and everything like that. So that's a twenty three hundred. And the uh, HEPA sterilization UV air purification system by uh, Mondo Mechanical currently is only eight hundred bones. Like way under. So we got to get that one up. Uh, if you want to help reduce symptoms of illness and allergies in your home, uh, improve respiratory. Health, uh, reduce odors, mold, viruses, bacteria, everything else, uh, uh, continuous protection against airborne pathogens. It has it all right in your own home. So uh, you're going to uh, breathe better, sleep better. It'll be much better. And you're going to help out Operation Friendship Senior Society. So 833-401-1440 is the number. Now, let's get to our uh, PWHL report uh, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the no payments, no interest for one full year. You're going to stay warm all winter at LegacyHeating.ca. We are joined now by Olympic gold medalist. And, of course, she is the uh, net miner for Ottawa in the PWHL. Emerance Mashmeyer uh, joins us. Uh, Emerance, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: Thank you for having me. I'm doing well.
2: How are you? I am excellent. Uh, we're inching closer to the uh, inaugural season of the PWHL. And I know there's been women's pro leagues before, but this just seems different, right? Like it's it's one league. It's going to have all the best of the best together. Uh, how excited are you about this and kind of, you know, finally as, as a woman to see, okay, you know, we have our own league and maybe where this can grow, you know, in the next uh, 10 years to decades. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's incredibly exciting. Um, even through my lifetime of playing there's been a couple of pro women's leagues and this is the first one that we can finally look at and say hey we're backed by um, a really good group of investors we're backed by a great legal team we have the product. we have the resources all we have to do now is get on the ice and put on a show and uh, we're excited to see you know our, our game grow and hopefully our league grow in teams and we're just ready to compete. We've been eager for a long time
2: now. Yeah, I I would think so. And so when you you come, you know, you think about yourself 10 years ago, right? And, you know, the options for for women to play, like there wasn't an option like there is right now. Obviously the Olympics were there and that was, like that was basically, hey, if I can play for Team Canada, you play for the Olympics, well, that's great. But there wasn't like a, a continual, you know, you can get paid any sort of decent money. Like you look at where the league is, not only for you, but for lots of young girls, like if you rewind back to, to a young, you know, ten, fifteen years ago Emirates and what it would feel like to look up and say, Oh, I could play professional hockey, not just in the yeah, Olympics. Oh my goodness.
1: Right. And it's it's so hard to think about because ten, fifteen years ago, um, you know, growing up I always thought, I'm gonna play in the NHL and that was my goal and then I realized, okay, my, my goal, my legitimate goal is playing for Team Canada at the Olympics. And that's all I could think about because there wasn't a professional league where I could make money and make a living playing. So for me, it was getting an education, going to school, uh, NCAA, and then trying to make Team Canada and play and represent uh, the country on the world stage. But it's it's awesome now that we you know we have legitimate salaries and girls are able to come out of college and continue to play and not worry about getting a job right out of college and now hockey can be your job and we're truly professional so it's it's so exciting i'm so happy that young you know young female players now have something to aspire to other than playing for team canada or team usa or you know another country um which you know even the odds of play, making those teams is, is so low there's only yeah. 23 players that can make those teams so i'm just happy that girls can look at us and be like wow i want to play for the pwhl and play for team ottawa or team you know, it's it's super exciting.
2: Now, you're from Bruderheim, Alberta. So wh- where did you play your minor hockey? Because I know you played, and we'll get to uh, you know some time in the H H L in a second. But, uh, you know, growing up, were you always a goalie?
1: <laughs> well, I started playing when I was three, um, mostly skating, of course. Okay. Uh, I have three older siblings and a younger brother. And so I started out as a forward, actually. Okay. I played... I guess forward from ages three to 10. I officially switched to goalie at 10. Wow! But I played a couple of years where I was a little bit of forward, a little bit of goalie, two totally different positions.
2: (laughs) Well, Sean Burke, I had him on the show. He always told me that young kids, young goalies should play out because they'll understand what the other skaters are doing. So it'll help them see the game better as a goalie. You think that helped you?
1: I Yeah, I actually, I agree with that. I think, um, you know, for me in my game, my biggest asset is my skating. And I think that when you start the game out as a player, you learn how to handle the puck, you learn how to skate. And so when you transition to, you know, the big bulky gear, you're able to move in the net. And I think that's a big reason why from a young age, uh, when I switched to goalie, I was able to pick it up so quickly.
2: We are joined by Emirates, uh Mashmeyer, of course, uh, Olympic uh, gold medalist, uh, also the uh, goaltender for a PWHL uh, Ottawa. Uh, their inaugural season is uh, just around the corner, uh, set to go. You know, you look at it from from a training standpoint now, Emran, and just maybe how different it is because you girls used to train all year long, very minimal games. Right. Really, at the end of the day, compared to, you know, in travel and and you're playing, you know, you kind of see the team and then you wouldn't. It wasn't ideal. Like, how much better do you think you become now just because you have the regularity of practices and games in the PWHL?
1: Yeah, it's so exciting. You know, the last few years, I mean, it's been an interesting couple of years with our CWHL league folding and then um, with COVID and uh, basically, the games that we were playing um, were with Team Canada. If you were on your national team, if not, then there were some showcase weekends that we played with our players' association. But you wouldn't be pl- you wouldn't be practicing as a team. So uh, it, it's even for you know the last month we've been practicing as a team in Ottawa, and you can see the growth even just within the you know within the team. And it's so exciting because we're not just doing skill sessions and goalie sessions and individualized skills, which are which is great. But, um, yeah, it's so exciting that we'll be able to play games consistently and not, you know, have a handful of games to look forward to um, like the last few years have been. Um, and for me personally as a goalie, uh, you know, I'm just excited to get some consistent starts in the net and kind of get in that flow state that us athletes always, you know, love to be in.
2: How do you feel this is going to help just the overall women's game? Canada and the U.S. are obviously the two dominant nations, and that's fine. Um, You know what? Uh, the other nations, though, for having some European players in the league, and there's a few now, and I think there's only going to be more as it grows. Like we've seen, you know, in in the National Hockey League, you have more of the Europeans, and if all of a sudden you're going to have more Finns and Swedes, and you know. Uh, you know, Czech players and and others suddenly playing you on a regular basis, that's only going to help the overall international game, I would assume, as well.
1: Definitely. You know, over the last few years, we've seen the growth of the other countries, even at the World Championships. And so now that we have this league, um, you know, where players can come over, you know, overseas and and play best on best, it will only push – you know, those players that come, but also when they go back to their teams. In um, our team in Ottawa, we actually have two Czech girls, one girl from Japan, one girl from Hungary. Um, so we actually have some girls that are from overseas, and it's, it's awesome to see the caliber of hockey that they bring and, you know, they a little bit of a different skill set as well. So I think mm-hmm. it's awesome that we can kind of learn um, different styles from one another, and uh, it'll be exciting to see how, you know, the other countries progress as well.
2: How are you as far you know team bonding and uh, are are you gonna uh, are you gonna are you an adventurous eater are you gonna get some uh, some Japanese delicacies from one of your teammates how's that gonna work where's uh, where's your tolerance for experimenting on new food
1: <laughs> you know what I'm a I'm a big foodie and we've actually talked about having a team get together where everyone kind of brings a dish from their you know their country or you know in our case with Canada like I would bring a dish from out west, which is probably, you know, steak and potatoes, but <laughs> um, everyone would kind of bring their own homemade dish and uh, explain what it is, and then, you know, we even talked about learning a dish. Oh, I forgot to mention my goalie partner's from Germany as well, so uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting, and it's cool that, you know, we ha- we get to have these conversations about you know, what kind of food do you, you know, and I love Japanese food. So I would,
2: I would absolutely love that. Now, uh, being from Alberta, Emirates, I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, the next goal for the PWHL would be to have a franchise out West. Right. And, and that hey, I look at the original six, it took years, right? So I'm not saying it's got to happen next year or anything like that. I think the key is to have a successful league that's flourishing. And then if you want to expand, great expanding too fast. Sometimes, uh, cannot be good, but you just, you know, you look at the, the next progression, ideally down the road and it might take a while just like it did for the national hockey league to to expand to have more teams um you know you look at that is, is that important to you as a western canadian
1: yeah i mean i i totally understand the business move of having you know six teams all pr- well, primarily out east and you know short commute mm-hmm. compared to you know flying across the country and um so I, I totally get that business move um i yeah i'm excited to see where the league expands too and i and, of course, I, I hope that they'll expand out west. And, you know, I know Edmonton's a big hockey city. I grew up there. Everyone's crazy about hockey. So I think that would be an awesome market. And, you know, if that team pops up in my near future, maybe they'll continue my career for a little bit longer. <laughs> well,
2: you're, you're 29, which is young in athlete's world now, right? <laughs> right. Like, like it is. And um, so you look at this as, as the start of kind of, you know, a long stretch for you professionally.
1: Yes. You know, it's, it's a brand new perspective. I think, um, you know, before we had this league, it's for us as, uh, you know, national team athletes, we kind of think in quads. It's like every four years there's the Olympics and we have world championships, uh, every year in between mm-hmm. the Olympic games. And so we kind of thinking, okay, am I going to play another four years? And you kind of reflect after four years, it, you know, am I, am I signing myself up to do another four? And now it's, it's a totally different mindset where yes, like Playing for my country is a, a big pride of mine, and that's, you know, it's everything to me. I want to represent and wear the maple leaf. But now, you know, I have a team to play for, and, um, you know, that's my pride. And so when I can perform with my team, you know, Team Ottawa, then I'll get those opportunities on the world stage. And so, uh, yeah, it's definitely exciting, and I think that, you know, I'll have a lot more years of playing in me because of it.
2: Well, Emirates, uh, congratulations on uh, debuting. Uh, you, of course, are one of the first three members of the Ottawa franchise. Uh, have a great Christmas, uh, New Year's, and uh, and all the best in the inaugural season in Ottawa and the PWHL.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Happy holidays.
2: You betcha. That is uh, Nat Miner, a uh, Canadian Olympic gold medalist uh, from Alberta. Of course... Uh, Played, uh, well, was born in Bruderheim, uh, played hockey there, ended up, uh, playing in the, uh, in the AJHL for a little bit, uh, with, uh, with Lloyd Minster, Emerence, Mashmeyer. So really, that's exciting, man. Think about it. Anybody out there who has a daughter? And now, you know, because it's just true, right? They have their own league. That it was fantastic. And now they have the aspirations, if they choose, their aspirations, please not yours, mum or dad, but their aspirations to play professional. I think it's awesome. Quick break. We'll come back. We've got five questions and then spec, and we'll update you on the month of giving on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 450. How are you? Jason Greger, Connor Halley. Happy hump day. Almost, uh, I know, maybe it's even shorter for some of you. Maybe taking Friday off, a uh, half day or not. Uh, we'll see. Uh, order fans are hoping the owners don't take the day off. They got uh, two games left before the Christmas break, and uh, woo, they could use some wins for sure. Lost last night where they didn't play horribly, but I don't think they played great. They uh, Their special teams cost them the game last night. Their uh, power play had a five-on-three for, what was it, 58 seconds, basically a minute. Couldn't score. And they gave up a shorthanded goal, brutal. And uh, they allowed two power play goals, so uh, not a banner night or the uh, special teams of the Edmonton Orders. And, uh, yeah, hey, they, they did what they wanted. They scored early in that game and then uh, couldn't take advantage of it, which is uh, not ideal. Now, uh month of giving continues on. We have two great packages. We're up to uh, $2,400 from Chris on our uh, get, get Hooked Fishing Adventure. Three of you, alongside uh, Louis DeBrusque, will be uh, spending a full day of fishing on the North Saskatchewan River. You, will, uh, you can go August to October, that's according to uh, Mike, because of course he'll be your tour guide. says uh, that's when the uh, water clarity is its finest, but if you want to go a different time, you can But that's usually the best. And uh, you'll also learn how to gold pan along the banks. Uh, you're primarily going to catch walleye and pike and goldeye and sturgeon, so you're having a great time. Uh, Louis is a huge outdoorsman, loves fishing, so you'll have lots of good fun with him package number two we got to get this up it's the uh hepa sterilization uv air purification system uh supplied by mondo mechanical uh They are used around the world to dramatically improve indoor air quality and reduce symptoms of uh, billin related illnesses. Uh, they really help for homeowners who want the combined performance of HEPA filtration and air purification. So basically what it does is there's no chemicals, no ozone in it. It helps reduce odors, mold, virus, and bacteria in your home, helps improve respiratory health, continuous protection against airborne pathogens, and helps reduce symptoms of illness and allergies. So easy to operate and uh, maintain installations included. So don't worry. They'll come in. They will install. It's going to look awesome. Right now, Corey has an absolute steal at 800 bucks. So we're helping out uh, Operation Friendship Senior Society today. So if you can uh, bid, we'd appreciate it. This is a great one. If you're looking at anybody in your home who has uh, allergies or illness, stuff like that, this really helps uh, the air quality in your own home. 833-401-1440. 833-401-1440. Let's, uh, Get to five questions now brought to you by The Brick. And ooh, baby, Boxing Day is next week, but their sale starts right now. Actually, uh, it is all sorts of great uh, advanced sales, but on Boxing Day itself, get in line. The uh, first uh, 10 customers get the uh, gift card. Also, you get a free local delivery, any purchase from 7 a.m. till noon on uh, Boxing Day and You get uh, door crashers like 70% off genuine uh, leather sofas when you buy the uh, matching love seat. Check it out right now at thebrick or thebrick.com.
5: It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show.
3: All right, Greger, question number one today. We'll start with a little fill in the blank. For the Oilers to win their next two games, blank needs to step up their game.
2: Oh, man. Everybody, (laughs) honestly, uh, when you've lost three in a row. Now, the Tampa game I get, they played very well. Stuart Skinner came out and said, you know what? I got to be better. So I thought Stuart.
5: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
2: Kurt Skinner was fine last night. I didn't, I didn't have an issue with his game at all. I think the orders, and, and it's not like they played poorly last game against the Islanders, but... You, There needs to be a little bit more offensive desperation for me. So I'll say that. Offensive desperation. I've only scored two goals the last two games. Trust me. You're not winning when you score that few goals. Yeah, I mean, and I'll I'll
3: go go after the big guys here. I think McDavid and Dreisaitl. I'll, I'll throw that out there. McDavid, uh, you know, it, you could say it's unfair because he is the best player in the world. But this team is going to go as far as he and Dreisaitl take him. And right now, McDavid uh, in the last couple games, just one point. Like I said, we're holding him to a higher standard because he is the best player on this planet. But Leon settled one goal in his last three games, all those games' losses, they need him to find the back of the net. That's his job, so I'll say those two, and I hope they find a way to get it going in that back-to-back because uh, that would be big for them. Question number two, let's look between the pipes. Uh, in this back-to-back games against the Rangers and Devils, Thursday, Friday, who would be your starting goalies?
2: Oh, I'd go with Skinner tomorrow night. Uh, the Orders have to win one of them. And so New Jersey's, look at the schedule, look at the standings. I think they're an easier opponent than the Rangers. And you play the Rangers on the second half, although it's a very easy second half of a back-to-back because there's no travel. But I'm going Skinner against New Jersey, and then I would go Pickard against the Rangers. Yeah, at
3: first I kind of thought maybe you'd go with Pickard just because he had that game against the Devils. But like you say, you, you need to get a win here, and if they're the easier opponent, why not go with your stronger goaltender? But I'm still saying Pickard. Pickard against the, the Devils on Thursday then. Skinner Rangers on All a Friday. Right. Uh question number 3 for you after the changes in Ottawa is there another NHL coach that you now think has the hottest seat?
2: Yeah, Don Granato in Buffalo. Um it might not be fair, but like they're it's not working in Buffalo. They they haven't taken a step forward. Now, I I caution people about Buffalo because I was like guess what they had? They had three young goalies and that that's that's a tough task when you have I young eric Comrie's not young that's probably unfair to characterize him as young but doesn't have a ton of nhl experience right so they had a three rather inexperienced goaltenders it's a big ask
3: now i agree with you but who who do you think would be a potential fit there if it were to happen
2: <sighs> that's a really good question man um you know, you kind of have to look a little bit. You know, who's Kevin Adams? Who does he have connections with? Hey, there's, you know what? There's lots of available coaches out there. All of a sudden, right? Jay Woodcroft yeah. obviously comes to mind. You look at Dean Evason is another one. DJ Smith. I don't know if like DJ Smith doesn't have the doesn't have a hundred points season. Right? He doesn't even have a playoff season under his under his belt. So I'm, I'm not sure he would be the guy unless he's got a better connection. Because sometimes it's who you know, but. I think Buffalo has lots of potential still, but the the one problem under Don Granato's system last year, they gave up way too much five on five. They gave up the second most goals five on five. So I, I think they're going to need somebody who's got a good attention to detail defensively.
3: And uh, Gregory just coming in, Jordan, for the HEPA package up to
2: 900. So. And uh, Bones is up to 1,000. So Ooh, uh, there you go. Uh, Jordan and Bones in. All right, there we go. I love it. Quick jump. Okay, question number four. Since the
3: World Juniors this year is in Sweden, I think a a country a lot of people wouldn't mind going watching this event at. If you could go watch this tournament in any country, let's try to keep it realistic with countries that could
2: or will host it one day. Uh, Which would you choose? Oh man, I want to go to. uh, I probably want to go to uh, Slovakia. There are the Czech, one of the two, right? Prague, Bratislava. There's some great cities. Just looking. Uh, I, I wanted
3: to say Switzerland, but I don't think they've ever hosted. Oh, they did, back in 97. Yeah, okay, I'm going to go Switzerland. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what's around that? I think that would be a cool place to go check out. Maybe hit up the Alps while I'm there. So I'll go Switzerland for me. Uh, Sweden would be awesome too, though. And final question for you. Today is World Game Day. So if you had to pick your favorite game, and we're not talking video games, old school, card games, board games, etc., which would it be?
2: I love cards, man. Like, love cards. I could play cards for hours. Uh, on our golf trip recently, we have this new horse racing game that's unbelievable. It's just lots of fun. So that one's on my on my list. But I'll go with Crib. I can play Crib for hours. I never get bored. Uh, I started at a young age with my dad and my grandpa playing all the time. And um, I, like we used to go to my grandpa's house. They were up uh, north by Crooked Creek. Shout out to Crooked Creek. And I'd literally walk in the door, give my grandma a kiss, and I'd sit down and my grandpa and I would play crib for hours. I just, I loved it. So I'll go with cribbage.
3: I like it. Uh, I went on a camping trip and a couple of my friends, after uh, they put the kids to bed, brought out Connect Four. (laughs) <laughs> and that it reignited something in me a little compa- oh, yeah. a little passion a little uh, competition yeah, yeah. it was a lot of fun and uh this year for christmas i've actually asked uh, family members for more games similar to that uh but the one i gotta go that
2: was a classic game so fairly easy like oh yeah it. simple All right um uh, we played a game uh, badush in high school unbelievable card game loved it so i, I could play any card game i'm in Man, like, I'll play it. Uh, we play Five Crowns right now. I quite like that. If, uh, if people are looking for games. But you know what? I'm I'm, uh, I'm always open to Danny Tordy game. Even Pictionary, like, I suck at drawing, but I quite like it. It's fun. So uh, there's very few board games or card games I don't like to play. But unlike Strutty, I'm competitive. There's nothing worse than the person who's like, eh, well, I don't know, it just bothers me. Like, if you're going to play, <laughs> then play. Don't pretend it doesn't mean anything. It could always mean something. Just, even if it's just bragging rights, have a little bit of fun. But it's uh, it's wor- it's the worst, worst, when uh, somebody's like, I'm playing, but I don't really care. Ugh, hate it. Because if they lose. I don't care if they lose. They're not rattled, but, though.
3: They're like, well, whatever, I didn't care. Yeah,
2: it. but they, it's like they don't even try. They're just like they're not paying attention. I'm like, well, why are you in the game then? Like, you're ruining it. So, there you go. That's just me. Classic strutty. Oh, yeah. That's totally strutty. Like strutty. Oh, I'm just here for the chips. and right? Sean Brown. They're just sharing their chips the whole time. I love it. Uh, 501 will come back. A little bit of a bidding extravaganza. We're up to uh, 2600 now, too, on the uh, fishing packers. We'll update you on all that after the con man. And a sports 1440 update brought to you by Booster Juice. Download the new Booster Rewards app. On your phone, start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will help get you through the day. Download it at the App Store, Booster Juice.
1: That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per
4: month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23 shopify.com slash retail 23